You are listening to The Current Daily, a new podcast keeping us up to date with the latest news for UC San Diego's Information Technology Services Department. My name is Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Monday, June 1st. It is the beginning of the end. I hope that's not too ominous. I just mean it's day one of week 10 of spring quarter, of course. The final week of the first quarter of remote teaching and learning. Coming up, we've got an interview with Stephen Lees to learn about service ownership in general and an important forthcoming change to how you initiate cases in ServiceNow. But before that, let me say that I hope that everybody had a safe weekend. I know it has been very troubling these last few days, not only in our community, but in our nation. And I hope everybody is as well as they can be, and I'm thinking about all of you. I guess you can resume passive beach activities like sunbathing starting tomorrow, so managers prepare for a flood of time-off requests. But those won't be made in eco-time, because as you'll recall, the system is still undergoing planned downtime until Wednesday. And why is eco-time offline? To complete some integrations with UC Path, that's why. And yes, today is the day. UC Path is live, folks. Go ahead and check it out at ucpath.ucsd.edu. In other news, I know there are many of you out there who, like me, are trying to balance your work responsibilities with childcare in this uncertain age we call quarantine. I will take this opportunity to plug an article posted to The Current that takes a bit of a tongue-in-cheek look at this topic. But on a serious note, many of you are working minor miracles to pull this off. This is all a wordy preamble to mention that the Remote Parent Support Group is holding a session this Wednesday at high noon. Rashmi sent an email about it Friday, and we've archived that note in the Communications Digest on The Current. And a few more public service announcements. We published a campus notice on Friday mentioning some required Zoom updates. And when we say required, we mean required. If you haven't upgraded, you won't be able to use Zoom until doing so. The update has been available for a while, so frequent Zoom users probably already took care of this. But you still might want to take a moment to verify that. We have the campus notice archived in the aforementioned Communications Digest on The Current. And speaking of The Current, there are some more items I'd point out. Right at the top of the page, we have a survey about this very podcast. Take a minute to let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you so that we can do our best to make sure The Current Daily meets your needs. Scroll a bit farther down and you'll find a very wide-ranging interview with the Chancellor himself, Chancellor Pradeep Khosla, that was made by Sanford Institute for Empathy and Compassion. Definitely two topics we could stand to hear a lot more of right now. And there are your updates, dear listeners and friends and colleagues. Let's now hear from Stephen Lees on service ownership, and the importance of noting down service offering in snow. And a quick pre-correction to the interview. Stephen and Mark discuss that in the near future, service offering will become a required field in ServiceNow. That is planned for mid to late this month, but they recorded this interview last month, so when they mention next month, they really mean this month. 
all clear? Ah, enough of me. Let's hear from Steven, and it will all make sense. This is Mark Herzberger. I'm joined by Stephen Lees. He's our IT service management business analyst. Stephen, welcome to the pod. How are you? I'm great, Mark. How are you? Oh, not bad. Thanks for asking. And how's your life in exile been these last few months? Very challenging. I've got three children. They're all under six and they're crazy. So we're going to talk a little service management here, and we've put an article uh, on The Current noting that in a mid to late June, when you go in to enter a ticket in ServiceNow, the service offering field is going to be required. Stephen, why are we going to do that? Well, Mark, this is part of a wider effort at ITS to define ourselves by the services that we offer rather than our teams or our technology. And the reason for that is because that's what our customers, whether it's internally within ITS or at the wider campus, that's what they care about. So by doing this, we can demonstrate our success and uh, be operationally accountable for our contribution to the university's mission. By building this data in service now, we can facilitate that. And what do you mean by being accountable? Every group of service offerings defined as a service has a service owner, and that person's accountable to the business, whether it's uh, for the performance or strategically. So in short, whenever we need to escalate, improve, congratulate, ask questions, build relationships, our customers have someone to go to, and that's really important. And what else can we do to make this work well? Well, we have to build the data in ServiceNow, and it's really important that all the work we carry out is recorded in ServiceNow. So if it isn't a case or a request, it didn't happen. So um, if it's a hallway conversation or a Slack inquiry, it behooves the recipient to make sure it's logged so that everyone can see all the work that you're doing. Making the service offering field required in ServiceNow is going to take effect uh, sometime next month, but why is it important to start entering the service offering in the snow tickets even before it becomes required? Yeah, that's an important question. So there's a potential that finding the right offering can cause a delay to the customer. There are a lot, and I think once people get their heads around them, it's, it's going to be uh, business as usual, but there is going to be a bit of a learning curve. And we don't want that to impact our customers. So that's why we're asking everyone to start doing this now, even though it's not mandatory yet. Practice, find issues. If you can't solve the problem, escalate that to the service management office and we can solve them. We did this for change management last year. We made service offering a mandatory field for all change requests. And we had some problems. People couldn't find the right offering. They weren't sure what to do. We solved those problems. And that works really well now. So we're looking to repeat that success with this initiative. To close out, Stephen, let's talk a little bit more about some of the data or insights we'll be able to get once we have uh, thousands of tickets with the service offering noted. What kind of graphs or reports or insights are we going to be able to have as a unit? Well, it's going to be not hugely dissimilar to what we have now, except the primary key is going to be service offering rather than assignment group. And like I said, that drives the accountability and the visibility to our customers. And I think a good example of this is service levels and operational level agreements. We can then tie them in a meaningful, informed way to the business requirements and make sure that we're providing a service that gives them what they need. And it sounds like overall, the, the shift that you opened the interview with is moving away from grouping 
what we do and how we work on stuff, moving it maybe away from kind of the org chart or assignment group view to really purely aligned with the services and the service offerings. Is that correct? Yeah, it's about the end product, what matters to our customers, because at the end of the day, IT is an overhead and those people are paying for us to deliver something that supports what they're doing in achieving the university's mission. Thank you for your insight, Stephen, and we'll have you back on in a few weeks when there's more news to report. Yeah, let's talk about this closer to when we make the change in the tool and we can report on progress and and deal with any last minute issues. Do you like what you're hearing on this podcast? Please let a fellow IT services staff member know so they don't miss out. Also, if you want to be notified as soon as the podcast is posted, watch the podcast page on The Current. If you don't know how to do that, instructions for watching a page are posted there. Most importantly, if you have something to share or an idea for me to include here, you can submit it to the email its-podcast at ucsd.edu. If you join me on Zoom, you could actually be on the podcast. Again, don't be shy. We want your voices here. This is a podcast not only for ITS, but by ITS to help keep us informed and connected. And don't forget, we are now available on SoundCloud, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Links to our profiles are still on the ITS Podcast Collab page. It has never been easier, so subscribe today. And that is it for today. Remember to listen to the next episode of The Current Daily.